So welcome back to this week's episode of Thrive, your agency resource. Today we're talking about planning for a recession. And I've got founder and CEO of Oster Agency with me, Karen Oster. Thank you so much for joining me today and taking the time out. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to get up and shower today. <laughs> it's the little things, right? It's the little things. So um, your agency is a 25 plus year old experiential uh, firm, right? So yeah. that means that you've weathered the recession. You've kind of been in a situation as similar to this as, you know, as possible. Can you share a little bit about your experience with that, your story, and really how that impacted your life, not just from the business sense, but, but you personally? Well, it's funny, you said something about, this is gonna be about planning for the recession. And the truth is, you really can't, the plan is that there's really no plan. <laughs> um, that you really have to go with wherever you're at. But um, something I talk about often is that, learn from your mistakes and move on from there. So what I did learn, uh, when it happened in 2008, 2009, um, my firm went through the recession. We were an event, Austria Agency at that time was an event planning. Mm -hmm. um, it was just an event planning. We did planning big events, uh, festivals. And 2009, 2010, when the recession hit, um, I had to kind of sit and listen to my clients, what they needed. And that's what the plan became was to, the world around us was changing at that time. I mean, today it's hard to describe then and now because now it's about health and financials and the entire world now, the coronavirus is totally different than the 2009 recession, 2008 right. recession. Right. But in the sense that, you know, I was, I lost my, my marriage ended. Um, I was a single mom. I had an agency that was, you know, it was petrifying what was happening in the markets and what was happening to my clients. But at that time, unfortunately, I stayed nimble and I listened to what my clients needed and they really wanted at that time, not just an event planning agency, but it was an opportunity for me to become a marketing agency and mm. really take on all different services and to get revenue from different sources of services. Mm -hmm. So that was, you know, I, it was really a scary time. Like now that's the only difference is it's scary. I think it's much scarier now, mm -hmm. but if I use what I learned in 2008 was stay nimble, listen to your clients, pivot where you see there's an opportunity and don't behave irrationally, but to really sit tight, especially right now, it's really sitting tight and watching what's happening with the markets and what's happening with your services. I mean, I do events. That is our niche. We bring products and places to the marketplace. We bring communities together outside and this coronavirus has put that to a halt. Right. Like, you know, over the years we've, built events for you know over a million people and now it's all to a halt so it's really about what i learned in 2008 when the planning was you know cut back cut your expenses back you know really hold tight the reins and pay attention to what's going to happen next yeah yeah and one of the things that you and i have talked about uh before is just like this this sense of like the energy of community in terms of your mindset so I think that that's a really place, a good place to go because A, that's sort of like you just mentioned, that's, that's your area of expertise. But I think you also take that a step further from the mindset perspective and like really anchoring into that sense of community. Why is that so important, that energy for you? 
well, that's why I chose to do what I do because I love, I get people, I get energy from people and bringing together passion for projects. It's, I love being around people. I, my favorite thing about creating experiences is to sit back and watch everyone enjoy what we just produced. I mean, there's a festival we produced that we grew from, you know, you know, a couple of thousand people to almost a million people, which the greatest joy for me was sitting and watching the events. You know, it's while I'm producing it, but from afar. And that goes on in everything we do. So watching people come together and enjoy something is an energy to it. So now what's difficult is no one can talk, touch, or anything. So, you know, driving, I, I'm hopeful with this, like I was in 2008, that people are going to be really thirsty to want to be together, to mm. share the love and to, you know, we're going to, I think it's going to happen slowly, very slowly. I mean, we're not even at the crux. I'm, I live in Brooklyn. You know, it's a very um, unknown time. I don't want to use the word scare because I'm just healthy today and I'm grateful for that. And um, I'm going to just sit back, watch. I mean, there's a lot of uh, things happening in politics right now that you're paying attention. Matter of fact, this morning, I, mean, I know I'm going off topic, we're talking about community, but this morning, the crazy thing was um, a bill came in that said, oh, you owe you know, general premium insurance for the year, you know, so there's a big, enormous bill, a couple, you know, and I was like, oh, bummer, like, right now it's, you know, it's expiring, of course, April 1, and, um, and I'm like, well, we're not even going back to the office, we're on the governors, we're, we're not mandatory workers, so I have to pay this insurance bill, but I sat on it, I wrote to the insurance agent, but, I, and then, like, minutes later, a note from Cranes came in saying, all general policy insurance, 90 day waiver, you know, to be delayed. And it was like, okay, I didn't react. It didn't get crazy. Right. Um, and I just waited and that information just came in on an email. It was like, oh, the governor's on it. Like he just, you know, he delayed the payment. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, that kind of, I think leads into this whole concept of being really self-reliant and, and trusting yourself that that waiting, that pause, sort of, um, you could even say leading with love and, and being as opposed to doing. Yes. I think that that's sort of how, that, from my perspective or my perception is like, that's how you show up as a leader. And for those who are struggling right now, how are you able to kind of see this light and remain so positive amid so much uh, darkness? Well, I lost my entire life in 2008, 2009. I mean, I lost everything I knew as what it was. And I was petrifying and sad and I did so much crying, just pure crying. And uh, I always say, learn from your mistakes or learn from the past. You're smart. If you make the same mistake twice, then you're, you know, that's, that's, that's stupid. So, I see that I lived through that. And now again, I'm gonna remain calm because I know that I will too, I, this too shall pass mm -hmm. and I will survive this. So I look back and say, you know, I mean, I was, in 2008, my life was a catastrophe. Business was, you know, plummeting. My life, personal life was plummeting. Everything was taken away from me as I knew it. Um, my, my new normal was, you know, nothing. I was floating around like a particle. And now, you know, I know that, you know, I did that. And that's why this experience for everyone on the planet right now, you know, we could get through this, whatever happens next, you know, as long as you persevere and stay positive. And I mean, there's a lot of people really suffering right now. And I don't want to minimize that because 
it is so scary for people that are sick, actually ill. So I'm grateful to stay connected. You know, it's really important to stay connected to people and who shows up in your life. I said this about divorce and I say this about business. It's like clients. Some of my clients called me when they were letting us go. They were really kind and human and very careful. And, and then there were some that just were obnoxious. Right. And you get to, you know, like, like people you surround yourself with, it's like gold mining. You know, you pick up and some gold nuggets stay on the top and you jigger it, move it. And then all the other sediment goes off to the, you know, it could go away. And that's what I, how I feel now. Yeah. Like those people that I love, they're staying around. All my good friends, all my clients that are amazing, they're staying with me. They're in it. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking, we're connecting. That's what it's all about. Love and passion. They know I've worked really hard for them. So they're sticking around. They're kind. And then there's, I won't name anyone, but you know, there's people that just disappear. They just, you know, they freak out and they disappear. Yeah. With all of that in mind and, and making sure that we filter out the people or, or the universe filters out the people that aren't supposed to be our clients and are in our life, however, you know, whatever your belief system is, um, we still need to be realistic though, right? So I know you mentioned before cutting back expenses. What are you um, personally and professionally cutting back sort of in terms of planning for this inevitable or inevitability of a recession after this pandemic is over? I'm cutting back on everything. Every, um, you know, there's just so much. <laughs> um, did you make a list? Did you, how did you arrive at I, what, what were the things? The, I looked at the Amex, <laughs> Amex and I looked at my CFO. Literally he put out, we had meetings weeks ago about what expenses, I mean, really planning. That's where I am a planner. I'm an event planner by nature, by who I am. And this is where you can plan. So this, we're going to go back to the planning. So you look at your expenses. What is your overhead? You know, this is something I didn't really know in 2010. And that's what I learned. It was like fast learning. What's your, what's the fat? What can you, where can you skim the fat? So for me, it was about um, just the things like the, I mean, literally I stopped the water expense and bought um, the water holder. Like there was things that we just picked up on. Um, the phone, phone service, my assistant who's brilliant, um, went out and renegotiated the phone systems. And we, you know, a couple of weeks ago, installed less expensive phone systems. Like those kind of big expenses that I saw on a monthly basis, and we then went out and bid it out. So, you know, when you're running an agency, you're you getting to the, you know, the, the, you're just paying it out. You're just paying it out because money's coming in, you're just right. paying it out. And then all of a sudden, a couple of weeks ago, I said to my assistant, I said, let's take a look at my CFO. And he was really great about it. He's super organized. And he said, here's your expenses. You know, and this is maybe this is where you can like, oh, I mean, there was just um, insurance. There was extra insurance we were paying for. And here's the news. There's no insurance for this coronavirus for businesses. Like right. I've been paying billions of dollars in insurance and nothing covers this. Um, so there's just, there's a lot of things that I've been, you know, as simple as parking garage, got rid of that, like just small but they all add up. But they add up and they compound. And then that's where you're kind of able to survive through this. And then that way you can sort of rebound on the other side, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, so I know this is sort of like a bigger question, but from your perspective, what do you think the lessons are in all of this? I know that there are probably so many, but I'm sure you have had a little time to kind of think and digest and just look at, you know, things about 
what you do, who you surround yourself with, who your clients are, like you mentioned before, what you will accept, what you won't accept. Like, have you started really diving in from that perspective to look at where, what are these lessons that I'm supposed to learn from this? Um, so two things I, I, I'm going to say I'm grateful for. One is that I did learn my lesson in 2010. So be careful about monies. Like don't put yourself into debt for anyone. Make sure that your clients are paying on time. So that I was not in trouble with. And I, all the work that we did do was kind of current. You know, I have a lot of friends that are run agencies that aren't current and it's impossible to get paid now. Mm-hmm. And um, there's maybe two clients that haven't paid me and um, you know, they're just, they're just not gonna pay. Um, so surrounding myself, my instinct about certain people, mm, I should have listened to my belly. My stomach told me about certain people and I didn't listen. And you know, sometimes because you get hungry and you want to, you know, more clients, the higher roster clients, but uh, always my mother told me, listen to your stomach, like, listen, trust your instinct. I'm, I'm 53 years old. Trust that instinct. Go back to that. And people show up who they are. Like if you are, again, I, I uh, a client that let us go who I liked in a bit minute you know, he just checked in, wrote, how you doing, Karen? Just said, and he paid me, pays me a nice, nice amount of retainer. And I just check in and see how I am, just because he's a nice person. So the lessons, don't overspend. Be smart about your business and your money and make sure that you're not, that you're getting your revenue in and cutting your expenses down. And I guess secondly is really surround yourself with whom you know you like. And trust your stomach, trust, third, trust your instinct. You know who's a good person. I mean, you really, you know who is a good person because they really show up at the end. Yeah, I think that's a really great point. I mean, how we, like trusting that intuition, number one, I definitely agree with that. You could call it instinct or, or gut feeling. Um, for me, that shows up as intuition. It's something that you just feel, right? It's not yeah. rational. It's like, I, I may not even know this person, but I, I get this vibe or I get this feeling about whether I want to work with them or not. And, um, and when you go against that, oh. well, you know that you're going against it. Yeah, I, <laughs> you know, the, that's the great thing about being older. Like, I love being 53. Love. Because I've been here in some capacity. I mean, I'm always learning. I'm learning yeah. so much. It's like so much fun. I have much more confidence now because I, what am I going to lose? Get, give it to me. But yes, I have that intuition. And I had it when I was in my 20s. Right. But stronger my 30s. You didn't trust it. Did not. Now at 50, it's like, of course you knew that. Right. Like, you know, come on, Karen. You, you know, you know that person was not going to show up. They're going to lie. Literally lie. So, you know. It's business. It's not yeah. personal. That's the differences here. There's a lot of things that um, I don't take personally at all anymore because it's a game. Business is a game. I am going moving forward. I'm only going to work with people. I really I can't because my life has changed now. I don't have to hustle. I have kids. I have to do college. I mean, you really have to. But I don't want to. I'm not. If my instinct is feel something, and my intuition tells me this person is not to be trusted, I'm going to move forward with that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's kind of one of the, one of the, the big lessons is kind of where I was coming from is it's about going forward as we know that we're going to go through a recession and a recession is cyclic, right? It's not, 
It's not yeah. this thing that, oh my God, you know, we do expect this. Like every 10 years, we kind of expect something fairly big to happen from a financial perspective. So we yeah. know this is coming and maybe the best way to plan is actually, yes, cutting back on the expenses. That's more from a tactical standpoint, but also trusting your intuition about the, the clients that you do have or even other people in your personal life. And, yeah. you know, yeah. figuring out our... Am I actually doing the thing that I feel really called to do and that I feel ah. adds value to the world? I think this is really a time for everybody to, to plan. I use that term kind of lightly to plan from that perspective. What do I want my life to look like on the, on the other side of this? Whatever the other side of this means. Right. Cause setting goals again, it's like readjusting, setting goals, trim the fats. Well, your goals are different though. Your goals aren't necessarily, Oh, I want to hit $5 million by the end of the year. Your goals might be, I want a client roster that actually checks in to see how I'm doing right. in the yeah. middle. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we need to change the metrics a little bit. Yeah. I like that. I'll yeah. take that. Well, Karen, thank you so much for joining me on the show. I really love this discussion and uh, just um, be safe and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Take care. This episode has been brought to you by Workamajig, the number one creative agency management software. Show notes at thrive.workamajig.com. Find out how your creative agency can become more productive and more profitable. Schedule your demo at thrive.workamajig.com.